This is the Impossible Things Podcast. Here are three average guys discussing the impossible. Jesse Human, Jimmy Donahue, and your host, Kyle Cole. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast. I am Kyle, here with... Jesse. Jesse Human. The two of us together, in California. No more traveling for me, hopefully. Hooray. However, our dear friend Jimmy has fallen uh, victim to staying in China for an additional couple of months. Poor Jimmy. Poor hey, James. He he accepted it. I guess that's He's true. accepted his fate. Reckon that's so. He's happy to do it, I think. Okay. You know, finish, finish what he started. That kind of a thing. But uh, He started this podcast. He did start this podcast, and he will finish it. Oh. Eventually. <laughs> Doesn't quite carry on the same positive connotation. <laughs> Wow, you could say something just a di- different tone, I mean, two different meetings, dr- dramatically different. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, we're going to f- have to finish out season three without Jimmy in the U.S., and uh, we will likely have to start season four without Jimmy in the U.S. as well, mm-hmm. but at some point, he will have to come home. I don't think the Chinese want to keep him. Nonetheless, enough about that business. What are we doing today? What are we talking about? We are going to talk about... Something sciencey and technology. No, as opposed to oh, this is great. Social and politically, Ugh, we're done with that. The, you didn't, the, you didn't enjoy that. All the all one of our listeners, I'm sure, was were rolling their eyes at our ramblings. Hmm. <laughs> what you didn't like that? You have no opinion. I, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it as much as some other topics. Yeah, me neither. But I think I think if I would have researched a little better. So, no, been. no, it's the last time I make topic suggestions about politics. <laughs> I think. Let's well, see. Revolution, for example, I thought could have been neat. Uh, except probably. that uh, we just talked about reforming what we don't like about this country. Uh, it's probably a natural reaction, but. But we could have stayed away from that. Needed to be more objective. Yeah, I was doing dishes the other night, and I, I know that'll surprise my wife that I was doing dishes the other night, but I was, <laughs> and I was thinking of um, the social revolution. Sure. And thinking how. You know what? We didn't have to blow the whole thing up. We could have just changed a few things. Yeah. Looking at you, baby boomers. Well, we didn't I have mean, to blow the whole thing up. They're called boomers. <laughs> I, I don't know what we expected, honestly. Yeah, but that was that could have been another level of another layer to our uh, discussion. Ah, uh, well, maybe if we ever like really research it and can mm-hmm. remain objective, like sometime well after November, mm-hmm. then maybe. Also, we missed the obvious uh, time timing for that episode release yeah we did it's about to be the fourth of july Ugh, it would have been the perfect time celebration of revolution oh goodness just oh, so well. much so much missed opportunity i blame myself oh well we're never going back Nah, not to that uh so that being said what are we talking about today today is uh organic apples apples no electronics oh that's almost the same <laughs> what is, not, not the quite difference? except for i don't think that this macbook is uh I don't, I don't think it's organic. You know, surprisingly, and we'll get into this, I didn't see anything about Apple using organic electronics. No, they, they're they just going to keep charging us those recycling fees every time we buy their computers. And uh, yeah, there you have it. Which, unless you know what we're talking about, is going to sound strange. Um, I actually do believe that the, the screens of their devices are OLED, but I will tell you in a second. Oh, LED. Oh, LED. See, I searched for that, and I couldn't find couldn't find that they were. The Apple Watch uses OLED. That makes sense. Okay, I think everybody, I think everybody will soon. So, yeah, agreed. It's if it's really is. Well, we should start talking about yeah, what it is. Yeah, rather yeah than we'll just, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to 
the discussion of who uses it and why. But uh, so overall, what what is the exact definition of what we're talking about? All right. So it's broad. It's kind of a broad definition. We're talking about organic electronics and uh, right now, the the kind of electronics that we're talking about are the research in organic electronics is limited to three. Well, I, should, I don't say I should not say limited. limited. It's, it's just uh, what people have focused, done so far. Yeah. Focused right now on. Um, let's see, I wrote this down somewhere. Somewhere right here. Display and lighting, mm-hmm. which are one thing because of the uh, the light emitting diode. Yes. Technology. Mm-hmm. Which is an LED, by the way. Yes. Listeners who may not know. Yes. Listener Thank you. Thank you. who may not know. I may have just uh, glossed over that because I, I figure people Well, I think, I think even the term OLED at this point, people just go, oh, yeah, it's a really slick iPhone touch technology stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't think people realize it stands for organic light emitting diodes. Yes. Which we've had LED lighting. Light mm-hmm. bulbs, yeah, for some time now, and uh, Christmas lights, as yeah, LEDs. Christmas light TVs. They've been highly touted. Well, even before we had TVs, you know, we had just a bigger diode that was. Oh, got it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I mean, they're incredibly energy efficient compared yeah. to a sixty watt light bulb. A there. few years ago, it, they became bright enough to actually illuminate their surroundings rather than just uh, light up themselves on a yeah. circuit board or something like that. The, right now they're bright enough to uh, completely illuminate my entire street from the same lamppost yes. uh, that used to be an incandescent light Yeah, because my neighbor did not want shady people hanging out so he wanted a brighter light bulb, LED brighter light bulb. Are you, so your street lights have a this, The one right outside my house is. The yes. one? The one. <laughs> okay. My neighbor's front front yard is recently re-landscaped and it looks very nice. Oh. And he has a lot of LED lights out there. And I'm sure nice. he, he pays about $1 in electricity. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're so efficient. They're so Completely. Cheap. And one, they don't burn out either. Like they, they have a very long, yeah. long lead on burning out. Yes. Like 20 years of constant. Something like that, yeah. Constant use. So the same technology applied in a in a smaller diode mm-hmm. make, can make a screen if you clump a, po- a bunch of them together. Correct, correct. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with this. They're probably process. St- staring at a screen right yep. now yep. that has that. I'm sure they are. We sure are. So other than screens, though, organic yes. electronics is the the design production of electronics that, let's see, an application of organic small molecules or polymers that show desirable electronic properties such as connectivity. That is the overall yep. definition of organic electronics. It's basically right. using organic material to conduct electricity instead of like... And the organic material they're using... Oh, instead of silicon. Yeah, and copper and stuff like that. No, silicon. Why, why not copper? Yeah, copper. I'd, Copper's organic enough, I suppose. Uh, well, copper is the same amount of organic as uh, silicon is. They're both mined. Yeah. Well, then that indeed. Yeah. Uh, by organic, we basically just mean carbon at this point. Yes. Carbon polymers. Carbon based. Which, ironically, for me, I don't know, maybe this makes sense, but everything I found was that the carbon that they're using is being synthesized. So we're not actually, it's not actually organic. It's a synthesized version of, of carbon polymers that so, are being used. So are we saying it's more like a, like an organic process, maybe? Maybe. Maybe, uh, hmm. I don't know. It's probably some chemist, chemi- chem- chemistry mumbo-jumbo that, that I don't yeah. get. I don't understand. But No, I'm with you there. You know, it could be... It could be that the organic properties, even of a synthesized carbon molecule, are still, you know, have the organic traits, such yeah. as biodegradability and uh, stuff like that. Well, there's so the other three. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. The other three, oh, the, the other two of the three research areas that uh, 
are being focused on right now are transistors and solar cells. Interesting. So it's displays, transistors, and solar cells are the three. The solar cells are fascinating. It's a fascinating yeah. uh, branch of the research just because me of too. one of the inherent uh, capabilities of organic electronics is that they're flexible, incredibly flexible. Like I'm, I'm sure most people, most people listening, or most people who know anything about this topic in general, um, they the the generalities of it is probably they've seen somebody holding like the edge of an LED screen, a small one, and like mm -hmm. folding it, it and mm -hmm. bending it and it's staying lit. And I think everybody goes, oh, that's great. That'd be great technology. And like the funny thing is, is for me, I can imagine a lot of uses for things like flashy technology like that. Mm -hmm. And I thought of a lot of uses for that, a couple of which we're going to cover later on in the in the episode. But I, I don't think people realize that like other electronics that are that flexible would be awesome. Like, I mean, you could like wrap a roof instead of having standoffs mm -hmm. and you can only put them as flat panels, solar solar panels on a roof. Yeah. You could actually like flexibly yeah. do your entire roof One article that I material. Saw it said just, really cool. just windows. We, if we get these thin enough yeah. and they're able to be transparent, yeah, you absolutely. can just have solar cell film and just cover your windows with it. Right. There's there really go. nothing stopping you. And then like, you know, dual purpose right there. Yeah. Your windows become pretty expensive, though, I would think. Well, that's the that's the thing with these organic electronics is the uh, the production costs are so much lower. Wait a second. Like you mean they're more efficient, they're more functional, and they're cheaper? The trifecta. Nobody's going to use these. No, it's happening. It doesn't make any sense. It's happening. It's happening. Goodness. So... I mean, there's another benefit, though, that we haven't talked about yet, which is, like, if you're using organic material, which is what we're made out of, uh -huh. is there any possible connectivity between the two? Connectivity? As like in, uh, conductant, conductive? Uh, sure. Or just, you know... Oh, you mean between us and uh, our bodies and electronics? Yeah. Organic electronics. There could be. Hmm. There could be. What are you getting at? I, I was just getting... At? I was getting at uh, that... I'm kind of semi-teasing the next episode, but... Or at least teasing my position on the next episode. Okay. So I don't, I don't want to go too far into it, but the, but I don't know, what it, what would we call it? Biotechnologies. Biotechnologies. Uh, if you're already using organic material, well, part of the problem with biotechnologies, think of something like a pacemaker or something like that. Yeah. Part of it is that the body ends up rejecting it, uh, and we we sort of like force through the use of antibiotics and a couple of other things, we force mm -hmm. the body to accept um, accept this foreign object. Or at least just ignore it. Mm -hmm. Maybe not fully like integrate with it. Um, and that's how we currently put like stints in and um, and pacemakers, like I said, and uh, and a, a handful of other smaller smaller use cases for electronics internally in the body. But if you're using organic material, it's still foreign. But far, you got far better odds, I would think, of the electronics being accepted by the body. So I, I would think that maybe in, in addition, you're not you're not putting this, I don't know, fully plastic, Lord knows what thing inside you as far as like you're really just rearranging natural objects that are out in mm -hmm. nature. It's really no different than, you know, old medicine men pulling stuff from nature to put in there. You're just it's a very, very, I don't know, sophisticated solution to maybe some current problems that we have I, I think it could be like i will touch more on what the i don't know the outer limits of that are in our next episode i think so the the human body is made up of six elements oxygen carbon hydrogen nitrogen calcium and phosphorus mm -hmm. carbon being the second on the list of ingredients yeah i assume it's a it's a fairly large percentage so that's assuming the list is sorted by percentages but yes i think so let's see here yeah yeah anyway uh the carbon atom molecule is the main the main uh, particle that they're using mm -hmm. for oleds o organic electronics at this time yeah so it would make sense that there would be some integration potential yeah that's understandable uh, 
the especially on the surface of our of our skin right if you had some some kind of you know arm wrap or yeah something that was something that could be sensitive you know touch sensitive like maybe uh maybe prosthetics will be enhanced by this well, and certainly like the robotics portion of prosthetics that are robotic mm-hmm. will be um, a lot more affordable just because it's it's it costs less to make any of these devices. Yeah. Any devices using this stuff. Did you find out why it costs so much less? Uh, no, actually, I did not. The, Funny enough, I didn't look any of that up. So it's it's centered around uh, semiconductor production. Right. So we use silicon to right. to make semiconductors now. And that process is rather and not not involved, but not simple. It's uh, what I forget the the amount of degrees, but it's like twelve hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And it's not efficient to heat something up that much. Yeah, and that's the it's uh, silicon is is derived from like sand. Yeah, yeah. Rocks and uh, it's quite it's quite plentiful. It's the second most abundant uh, compound. On, sure. uh, on the Earth's crust after mm-hmm. oxygen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in that way, it's it's abundant. It's not going anywhere, but there are some limitations. Basically, the... the uh, it's So I didn't find a lot about why, what the limitation of silicon is, but it just seems like carbon atoms are so much smaller or carbon carbon you know molecules are smaller. Well, it sounds like they're much more flexible as far as their uh, changing states, whereas like mm. sand... As you noted, takes yeah twelve hundred degrees. Right, you can manipulate the carbon polymer at room temperature. Right, which means you don't have to bother trying to heat something mm-hmm. up. You can basically print. You can print out with all like electronic ink. You can print out like mm-hmm. a transistor or a, a, a display, a diode. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Well, but I mean, it's like, so much smaller. I think the the thing is it breaks down so much smaller on a molecular level. Mm-hmm. Whereas the the silicon, the sand byproduct, basically, you, yeah. you can only get down to, you know, a certain size. Right. And a certain uh, pliability right. in the material. I mean, like, other than that, it becomes breakable pretty quick, but it sounds like organic electronics because mm-hmm. they can be manipulated at room temperature. You can manip- you can manipulate them at room temperature. You right. can move them around and they don't lose their the, their positive properties. I think that's part of it. But the other, I think the, the bendable part where you get, where you see bendable screens and stuff is, mm-hmm. is because of how small they are sure yeah how how much smaller the particles are yeah that and that makes perfect sense um you you actually have a note here about artificial skin with tactile sensitivity yeah did Did you find any research i saw somebody it wasn't it wasn't hard to research but it was just uh, just an idea based on the technology it was one of the somebody spouting off about all the cool things that organic electronics could do for us yeah And, and there is a there's a list, and that's one of them: artificial skin with tactile. Oh, I think like it, would to, be. to your point of the prosthesis, it's like that mm-hmm. would be really cool. Yeah. Like instead of just having a prosthetic arm, yeah, that's a robotic arm, you could actually like give the person the the sense of touch. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's very cool. It's a very yeah. cool idea. And there's a long way to go with that, but I mean, interfacing with the nervous system and and actually giving your brain the sensation is Certainly. we're not even there. And I think no. the the practical but way we'd to, be closer to think about with that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It could be, it's attainable. The practical way to think, for me, the practical way to think about organic electronics is mm-hmm. think of stuff that we can already do. Sure. And yeah. then make it smaller, thinner, lighter, cheaper. And then people will come up with uses for right. it. Right. And then eventually, so, you know, in the next five, 10 years, we may not see anything groundbreaking. We're just going to see thinner TVs, thinner phones. Right. More of the same, yeah. essentially. And then uh, as time goes on, we're able to spend more research dollars and, mm-hmm. and hours on stuff. We'll, we'll end up some, with some of these medical advancements and uh, technological things that, that are barely conceivable. 
yeah. right now. Well, I mean, like it's it's really awesome. it's interesting just to see where tech companies are going as far as like integration into life functionality. Mm-hmm. I guess for for lack of a shorter term. Yeah. Um, I was reading articles about like upcoming technology and personalized interaction with technology. I think yeah. is like I think that's where we're going to see it. Even though today we only see it with TVs and cell phones like mm-hmm. i think it'll very rapidly expand other technologies oh definitely i, I mean once we start being able to make transistors i mean they're already oh, yeah they're already making transistors but you're familiar with moore's law um i i believe i've heard it before but you're gonna have to remind me uh moore's law is that the and it's held true for the last what 18 years something like that sure 20 something since the 40s yeah maybe as long as that, as long as since the 40s, that the uh, the amount of space, let's see how is it stated. It's the, basically the the amount of semiconductors will, in a, in a given space, will double every 18 months. Here we go. Moore's Law is the observation that over the history of computer hardware, computing hardware, the number of transistors in a dense integrated circuit has doubled approximately every two years. Oh, two years. Okay. Well, I saw 18 months as no, that you weren't different. You weren't. You weren't far off. You were only six months off. Six months off. But and by and large, that's held true since the beginning of computing. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, uh, you you even go back like 10 to 15 years in mm-hmm. TV shows and pop culture and see how big a laptop was. Mm-hmm. Well, supercomputers, you know, they just laughable, take up the man. whole room. Yeah. And now we have phones that can do what they well, used to well, do. Well, like, I mean, I'm sure everybody has heard or has even said the comparison of uh, like, oh, the phone in my pocket could have done the Apollo missions. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's totally true at that point. Yeah. But think about what we could have done on the Apollo missions had we had the technology that's in yeah. our pockets right now. It's it's pretty insane to think about how history would have been, how it would have differed. I mean, I keep, I like a couple of podcasts I listen to keep, for whatever reason, I, I don't think there's any particular like thread between them all, but almost all of them had have said at one point, and we haven't been to the moon in 60 years or whatever it's been, mm-hmm. or 50 years. And it's like, you're right. We haven't been to the moon in a long time. We've been to space a lot, but we have not landed anywhere and so it, to right. me, it makes it all the more impressive that without the amount of technology and at the great cost that it was, mm. that we like went to the moon more than once. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's interesting. It's just an interesting change in perspective. But yeah. like, I mean, this kind of technology, organic, electron- organic electronics could make things like colonizing Mars really more affordable when you're not trying to ship all the silicon up there, which weighs more, mm-hmm. isn't really flexible, doesn't ship easily, yeah. and is really expensive to produce. One of the one of the main things about doing something like a Mars colony yeah. is getting a getting solar power up there. And, and convenient just, solar power. Just take out these. I mean, the Mars One project is probably all over this. I, I would Take think, up these rolls yeah. of, of solar cells and just... Unroll them. Yep. Unfurl them like a sleeping bag or something. They have... That's part of their plan is to get as an early part of the uh, the module, the living module, is to get solar powered and generate electricity consistently. That, yeah, before they expand. So that was probably that was already part of their mission. So I wonder if they're out there looking into that. I wonder if they're using organic electronic. I, I wonder as if part of their it, solar cells. I'm sure at this point it's such an unspecified thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure they are. I agree with you. I'm sure they are all over this and they're using it. Mm-hmm. But as far as them like discussing the the part of like the part of their mission i i don't know how much of that they're going to be like oh yeah we're using organic electronics and oled panels and they're pretty transparent about stuff they are i just i i think it's one of those things where it's like well if we're generating interest and money it's probably like well to me i would think it would be the best way to generate Uh money and to generate interest would be like look how affordable we're making this and look at we're not going to go leave trash on mars Uh you know because I'm sure there's a sliver, at least, of the population that's concerned about us, like, trashing another planet before we even, like, how much junk have we left on the moon? 
more, more than it's some more more than was there before, and that's like that's kind of the point. But like yeah. this is, we would just be leaving essentially carbon material, right? Yeah, it like, would have. Been, well, I, I mean, mean, there's other was, things, obviously, but it'd be less trash than it would if it was silicon. Yeah, and these these will eventually break down. I think that's part of the the good and bad nature of them. Sure, of these kinds of electronics uh, being prol- proliferated is. I think the I mean, we've known about organic electronics since the early '90s, mm-hmm. and it's been an area of study. For scientists, right? But it wasn't really viable because they would break down too quickly. They weren't really, they weren't useful. So well, now they're able to to last longer. But eventually, yeah, I think we're at the stage where we can make them last as long as we want them to, and then break mm-hmm. down when we're well. Ready. But even, I mean, because of their cost and because of their availability and because of the production simplicity, I guess, of it, the like, so you buy a new one. Where like the thing is, is right now, like I've gotten into a repeatable cycle. I'm going to use myself as as an example. Mm-hmm. I've gotten into a repeatable cycle where I I use a computer, my laptop. I use probably as long as I'm awake, if the thing's on doing something. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's 18 hours a day. Uh, they will last me about four years, and then I will have to, I have to get a new one because for whatever reason they slow down, they become become inefficient. The circuits become inefficient, being used and charged and discharged and charged mm-hmm. and discharged. And so they they really for me at least only last four years, and it's been a pretty consistent cycle. Every four years, I've had to I've gotten to a point where it's like I'm going to throw this thing against the wall. But between me buying my first laptop in like 2000, uh, no, it was before that. But, but between buying my first laptop and now, mm-hmm. something popped up the la- like three cycles ago, which was about like $150 charge on the laptop mm-hmm. for electronics recycling. And yeah. it's a fee that this country has imposed on people because these electronics are so bad on the environment when they are recycled. Mm-hmm. And while there are companies doing responsible things, Apple being one of them, like I know everybody hates Apple, but they have made pretty large efforts to make them more recyclable Mm. and to use more recycled material in making them. But that doesn't negate the fact that they are still really harmful for the environment when they are, you know, when when they're done, when they're trash. So that being said, organic electronics, I'm assuming when you do break them down, just break back down into organic material. Well, you're not going to have... I mean, it, your whole phone it won't be organic. You still have the casing. No, of course the, not. But like the battery, what, I don't think there's any organic the casing, batteries. What's the casing? Aluminum usually. Yeah. I mean, that's not terribly harmful for the environment, and that's easy to recycle. Sure, it's we the battery have methods. But it's the battery that's the main. Completely. But you, we're not we're not looking at organic battery material. No, it's but the semiconductor. Like, the no, chip but I think and the that screen. this would you know th- this will I think naturally lead into that though. I don't see how it couldn't. It's the one. Okay. It's the most as you're noting right now. It's the most harmful part of an electronic device is the battery, the mm-hmm. power source. And so I, I would think somebody is out there trying to develop a better battery. I'm sure they are. I just didn't see anything on that. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it'll be anytime soon. I think it'll no. be like that. Like to me, at least the thing that gets the most efficient, the latest is power. But because mm-hmm. of what the power is trying to power in this case, like it's well, more efficient to begin with. Yeah, I, batteries will get smaller. Batteries at the very least, it'll shrink. We the, won't need the, as the much. The power supply. A, yeah. So even we, just the display being organic is right. Is really beneficial. Well, I mean, like, and that's, you, you've you noted in your notes, that's like the, the most common thing, probably the most available thing, right? You could probably go to a store right now and find an OLED TV. It would be the top of the line TV at this point because there aren't very many of them. I think you have, you've said that LG's all over it and like Samsung's doing yeah. crazy if you go stuff. On, you go on Google and search OLED TV. Yeah, you'll find stuff. Sale. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, plus phones. I mean, phones more. Yeah, yeah completely. There's a, I clipped you an article, mobile phones. Mobile phones and smartphones with OLED TV, oh, yeah. and there's like a list. Yeah, uh, Lenovo, Asus. Yeah, the Sam, Samsung Meizu. Galaxy line is probably the most most common, well known. Yeah. 
Agreed. Ones with the OLED display. That is, as far as I know, there's not there's not devices out there with OLED processors yet. No, no, no. But I, that's I don't think that's, that's happening yet. Yeah, it's gonna it'll happen. Well, and I mean, what that affords you is things like, as you had said in your notes, there's a foldable smartphone that Samsung's really after. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, how cool is that? We've gone from not a matter of like even what two, not even two years ago, talking about how an iPhone six. Or an iPhone 6 Plus would bend in your pocket because it's so thin, mm-hmm. and you know it'd bend bend to the point of breaking. And then here we here we got a company that's like turning into that. It's like yeah, sure, just we want it to bend. Yeah, roll roll the thing up, throw it in your pocket. We don't really care because the electronics will support that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's probably a combination of the fact that it's a pliable material to begin with. But like you said, if you make it dense enough, it doesn't really matter. Like you can just roll the thing; it's not going to disconnect its circuits. Yeah. Well, once we get there with displays, it's just a matter of the the transistors inside the the processing chip. And it can fold up as tiny as the battery. And then that's, it's the battery. The battery's the only other thing. That'll be the, the, you know, the only non-movable portion. But it's like the camera lens, the you know whatever else I, you want. Camera lens, maybe not. Like I mean, if you can make an emission of a foldable screen, there's really no reason you couldn't make I I don't know a receiver. I guess. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's a ways out there. I'm just saying I can I can definitely see the logic behind that's an optical device i don't know maybe i yeah for smarter smarter people than us i guess um i mean usually we cover like why this topic came up the unfortunate thing is i'm pretty sure i I thought the same thing you did it's like "Ah, well jimmy came up with this so we can't really ask him we'll have to we'll we'll have to catch him for like the last review i think i think we're gonna try we're gonna try that let's do that because i'd like i'd like to know what he was thinking of because when i think of things like this like foldable screens and stuff i think of like the minority report mm-hmm. and like they're like massively translucent touch screen that was curved and you can see like LG on top of having like a, a curved TV they have like curved flat screen computers or flat screen monitors you can buy those now by the way like they mm-hmm. exist and they're curved because of the OLED technology I would assume I don't think they're standard LED but like you can make screens bigger you can make screens translucent you can do a lot of other things with organic electronics because it's a lot more affordable to approach that type of uh functionality in the technology than it is with a standard led yeah i don't think that curved screens are necessarily organic i don't think they have to you can make curved glass yeah completely i don't think they have to be i think it's more the like i said the i don't know affordability of that because i've seen we've seen curved screens before like old projection televisions were curved screens they were just you know front projected it's it it's not impossible to do it without organic electronics it's just easier with them Mm -hmm. and more affordable and you don't have this huge back back plate. It can be as thin as a regular monitor or TV. It's just curved. So that's, I don't know. Like to that point though, that's that's what I, like I heard an old comparison right when OLED technology was like on the cusp of being put into phones. So it was a while ago. Somebody had said like, oh, that OLEDs are like, I mean, think about the iPhone, the iPhone's interface and it's glass or mm-hmm. or an Android. It doesn't really matter what type of smartphone it is, but like the fact that you have a flat surface, but you have buttons in quotes, buttons on that, that surface that you can press mm-hmm. looks a lot like, I don't know, the entire Starship Enterprise where it's just oh. glass and then there's a screen behind it and they tap at the glass and it's mm-hmm. like that, that was the future way back in the day. And now it's completely a reality yep. that we, we've negated to like understand how wonderful that is. Mm-hmm. Or you can have buttons that like change based on what the screen is doing. Yeah, soft buttons. Yeah. And so like you think about like doing a really large version of the iPhone screen, like a touch screen, whatever, monitor, TV, table. Yeah. And it's like that would have been preposterous 10 years ago because something that big would have been cost prohibitive. And now it's really not. Not only is it not cost prohibitive, it's like pretty much what people are going to do. Look how big the iPad Pro is. That thing is huge. 
It's like I don't 13, know how big it is. It's like 13, 13 inches, inches or something like that. Wow. You got touchscreen computers now. Yeah, completely. That are a flat piece of glass. And it like it, it as the technology gets cheaper and more affordable, I don't see how we wouldn't find more like like to your point. So you've got the outside film of a of a window in your house would be uh solar cells mm-hmm. and then the interior one would be an OLED screen, a translucent one. You'd have a window you can see through that you can interact with on the inside. Think, I mean, you've seen Iron Man, right? The first one. Mm, I think so. So think of the first Iron Man. The first Iron Man, he wakes up in the morning. His his windows all become translucent because Jarvis like makes them translucent. And then he walks up and starts tapping. Like the weather and everything's displayed in front of him as mm. part of the window, and he starts tapping buttons on the window. And why would you have to have that on the window though? You can just put it on the wall. Yeah, I know, but what? What if you don't want any the walls? Walls a, wall's a bigger space. What if you don't want any walls though? He like the the whole point of like this is that the entire like his entire wall is oh, a window. I see. So I, I I don't know like that the few th- those are all like film references I think to this technology. I don't think anybody I don't think the people who made Iron Man the first one thought like oh man this is what OLEDs will be capable of in the future, but. Mm. What they envision, um, you know, much like the Star Tre- the Star Trek universe, and like you know, doors that automatically open, and then tricorders, like all these things that Star Trek invented as a concept, are like mm-hmm. going to be a reality sometime in our lifetimes. And they they were things that people never thought were possible. Yeah. Somebody obviously tied those two together and thought, you know, it'd be really cool. We could we could do this. And so that's where that's where I think things like the Iron Man thing they didn't necessarily go well. OLEDs will make this entire curved window array possible. Mm-hmm for you to interact with and no. generate electricity, but it, you totally could. I don't know. I It's very exciting to me. Yeah, I think you're too excited. <laughs> I'm excited about cool stuff, man. <laughs> too excited. Whatever. <laughs> so, I, I mean, what what else is happening in the research angle of this? Like, what, like, usually, like, colleges and universities and stuff pick up on major technological advances and start yeah. developing programs and stuff, so. Yeah, so I looked at, uh, I just looked at uh, uh, trying to find a list of universities that are offering a program mm-hmm. so you you start doing doing a little digging and i think you found the same thing i found that a lot of the, the literature that's out there uh-huh. is uh, scholarly like white Completely. papers and yeah published papers <clears throat> symposiums very, very chemistry oriented yeah which uh, doesn't mean a lot to me once you get down to the, like the the nitty-gritty right of it but so i had looked for a list of universities and colleges that are offering uh you know degrees in oled Mm-hmm. or um, organic electronics broadly and there's just there's not like a list because so many of them are doing this wow a lot of them a lot of you know the techie type of schools your uh, mit's and and uh itt and stuff yeah so the technical institutes technical colleges yeah i mean it's 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 fairly ubiquitous and a lot of the schools right. are, are a lot of what you find when you search for it is oh we hired this new research research uh, giant as one of our right our department head, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're all doing it. So it's not, no, there's no list like these 10 schools because it's like these 250 schools. Right. Something like that. Sounds like it's just becoming a more prevalent thing, like as prevalent as Mm -hmm. the OLED technology is. Well, it just goes to show that, you know, there's some major research dollars behind this. Yeah, completely. So... I mean, if you think about it, like the, you know, like everybody says, follow the money. It's like mm-hmm. the, the there's a lot of money in this because you can produce twice the amount of devices, probably charge just marginally less, so you could make more money with lower production yeah, costs. Your more, profit margin is more is responsibility. Increased. Like you, you can tell, it's, it's got more, everything. It's got everything. You know, the cheaper, better, yeah. faster, smaller, sustainable. And I don't think any businesses are doing it because it's sustainable. But no, no, they're not. They're but it's it, but it's I'll tell better. you, they'll market. They'll market that they are. Oh, definitely. You know, and that's 
don't yeah. know, whatever. It's as good as anything at this point. I'll take what I can get. Exactly. So that being said, like, I mean, we're not talking about the impossibility of organic electronics per se. We're more talking about how much is possible because of that mm-hmm. and how much how much more, like, conceptualized technology that we always thought was impossible. Yeah is going to be far far more achievable with this type of technology than was ever thought to have been. Yeah, that's a good way to frame the, the question, the impossible. What is impossible about this? Because the, the technology certainly is not. You know, this is, truthfully for me, this is like an answer to a lot of like, well, this is impossible because of right. you know size, or this is impractical because of cost. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, this, this kind of solves those two big problems mm-hmm. for a lot of things, not for everything, but for a hell of a lot of things. Yeah. And so, like, you can start thinking of crazy things like, I don't know, telepathy. Hmm. Interesting, right? We should talk about that. Okay. What do you think? Maybe a whole episode? Next week? Next week. That sounds great. Let's do that. We should talk about that next week. So, I I guess just to pander to our process here, organic electronics, impossible, possible, what do you think? Uh, Yeah, let's get to that. The, so like you said, it is possible. Organic electronics, you know, maybe maybe 20 years ago we could have had this debate. Is it possible or not? Sure. But now it seems it is possible and it's happening. You know, organic yeah. OLED screens are out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people have Galaxy iPhones. so That they're probably listening to this episode on. They may be. So, I, so at least the the LED technology is there. The, the semiconductor... Uh, Transistor processing chips will uh-huh. be there soon enough, affordable and and fast enough. Um, so, it's it's happening. It's I, obviously possible. So the question for me is, will they completely replace silicon chips? And hmm. we sort of touched on it a little bit, you know, a couple minutes ago. But uh, the limitations of Moore's law. Yeah. You know, there's a point. It can't just it can't just half in size every two years. Right. Forever. Right. Because then it would disappear. Yeah. So. It, Essentially, you have to find some sort of smaller molecule, and this may, this is, this is the future. You think that this processing. this is the smaller mo- molecule? This is the way that Moore's law perpetuates. Hmm, I see. So he didn't. That's interesting. He didn't specify silicon semiconductor. Yeah. In his in the processors of you know that he was referring to in the in the law. Right. Sure. That's yeah. Wasn't that specific? So here we go. Yeah, every no. two years we're going to see it half again, and maybe I don't know. Maybe this accelerates that because it's such a smaller molecule. It's so dramatically smaller. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a half in size. It's like a quarter or an eighth or it something may, like it that. It may produce. It may. We may jump down and then continue. Right. Well, I mean, like I Moore's law seems to have framed it as an average because it says approximately, yeah, but it does, and it's it's held true. But I don't think it's. I think this is the acceleration of that right now. But we may have reached. Yeah, I don't know. I think you're right about the average thing, and I don't think it's it's been consistently every two years. It's no, no it's no. cut in half. But over over the lifespan, you know, there's uh, been all all he did is art- and, he's and he's articulated delays. something that we've noticed. It's not like it's not. I mean, I I don't think it's a precise science to like. Oh, it's it's proportionally this much by this much mm-hmm. this often. Like I just don't think it's. I don't think that's the way it works. But there are definitely big leaps in like. I mean, the iPhone's the easiest one because it's like it's the easiest target because it's the one everybody knows about. But yeah. like, look at the iPhone; it's got it got dramatically thinner, and then it just kind of stopped getting thin. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of as thin as it's going to get right now, based on battery technology and screen technology. Yeah. Like, I highly doubt that when the next iPhone gets released at some point in the next year or two or whatever it is, that it's going to be thinner than the current model because mm-hmm. they've been as thin as they are for like four models now. Yeah, 
or whatever it is for models and subdivisions. That's it's just true. and all the all the smartphones are within that right that range of thinness. So the the only thing now is to cover the entire thing in screens, which like that the LG curve or whatever it is, the Samsung Galaxy curve. Yeah, there's a couple has, of like, phones the out there. Screens that yeah. are starting to wrap around the back of the phone. It's like mm-hmm. that's really the only direction people have to go, but it's not going to change the thickness of the phone because we have reached the current efficiency. Mm-hmm. Now, at some point, I'm sure there will be a thinner phone, though. I'm not saying it. I mean, All obviously, right. a rollable phone or a foldable phone is going to be thinner than the current model, yep. but it's not going to be. It won't have been two years from when we hit this current size. So that that's my point about it is that I, I think it's more of an average. Well, the the law the law refers not to devices but to the to the electronics in general. Chip, yeah, the space of transistors within a an area. Yeah, and that usually translates to so that's smaller devices. That's but. what you're talking about. I mean, inside the processing chip, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot else that goes into a phone besides the processor. Completely battery module, power yeah. module, the display, headphone jack. I mean, like if you think about it in that term, it's like while all that's true, like that you know, you can shrink electronics based on the. Um, mm-hmm. The transistors, at some point it becomes impractically thin, like, i.e. the MacBook Air, which is so thin <laughs> that you can't even get connectors on the side of it. And it's like, oh, that's yeah. not, you've gone too far, Apple. Too you've gone, you've far. gone way too far. I don't need, I don't need but or want 600 adapters hanging out of my computer so I can charge it and plug something in. Lightning connector. No, USB-C, I could smack somebody. <laughs> the worst, the worst idea they've ever had. But like the MacBook Pro, which is the only other like laptop that they offer, really mm. is only as thick as the connectors are on the side, which is the computer I have now. Yeah. And it's like that's kind of that's the point of it. It's like that MacBook Pro is going that is as thin as that thing can get because if it gets any thinner, there's no connectors on it, mm. and it that it kind of makes it impractical for people like us who need interfacing with other electronics. That's how things are made. Hmm. Despite what Apple thinks, that's how things are made. What if you could communicate uh, uh, in a non-tactile, non-visual, non-auditory, non, uh, <laughs> non-tasting, hmm. non-smelling way with your uh, with your? Are you computer? talking about a sixth sense, sir? Uh, yeah, like telepathy? Maybe that's so wireless. So wireless. What is the? What that's is the? So wireless. What is the future of wireless, Jesse? It might be mind control. Mind control. Wow. Oh, that sounds so devious we should talk about that next week okay okay goodbye yeah in in the meantime (laughs) we'll we'll talk to you guys uh next week yeah like us on facebook yeah oh yeah yeah comment tell us things on facebook tell your friends and then tell us what topic what topics you want us to pontificate stupidly about yeah there's there's next season why we're still compiling episodes for next season we we need some ideas people what what the heck do you want us to talk about we have enough but uh i mean maybe you don't want to hear about oh i don't know uh I can't even think of a bad example. I, I can't even think of a bad example from our list. That's the problem. It's going to be such a good, tight-packed season four. You guys won't even know what to do. There are some episodes on the list that I think that I feel like are rehashes of things that we've done already. Right, or specifics but, of other generalized topics that we've done. I think some of them are are yeah. that. And we could, uh, if we had some more better ideas, we could we could push those down the road a little bit. We would love it to be li- listener-supported ideas this time. Yeah. Tell us what you think. Go to our Facebook. Go to our website. Please. Talk to us in person. I really don't care. Tell us how wrong we are about the... uh... I would love for you to tell us how wrong we are. Somebody tell us we're wrong. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Visit impossiblethingspodcast.com to interact with the guys on Twitter, Facebook, and email. Questions, topics, suggestions, corrections, and rants are always welcome. Also, find more episodes and see sources referenced in today's discussion impossiblethingspodcast.com for all things impossible.